Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. Okay, welcome to this week's show. This is Lynn Vartan, and this week is all about comedy here at SUU. Um, We had a great event this morning uh, here in this blustery day here in January on campus, and we had our own talent here from Cedar City. Uh, With Apex events, so often we have people come from away, and we celebrate all the people from around the nation and around the world, but today we get to celebrate Cedar City and we were celebrating it with Off the Cuff, our local improvisation comedy group. And I have one of its members, maybe two later on in the hour. Yeah, quite quite possibly. <laughs> I hope so. We hope we have one and, and maybe two and who knows who will show up. But um, we're going to be talking about Off the Cuff and, and its history and who it is and what they do and get into some discussions. So Rev, tell us about the group and yourself. Well, uh, we just celebrated our 15-year anniversary this past so weekend. Cool. That's so cool. I can't wait to ask you more about that. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I have been with the group since 2005, so about 14 of the 15 years. So. And how did you first get involved with them? Well, when I was in junior high school and high school, I uh, was... Uh, interested in improv, and I started doing actual improv while I was uh, in high school. Um, I lucked out and got onto our high school team, and uh, it became one of my favorite things to do uh, mm-hmm. and was also part of my theater career as well. So uh, when I came to school, my goal was to find something to do in the realm of improv as well, and luckily my friend uh, – Clint, who had come down here uh, to go to school as well, he had told me about this group that was just forming uh, called Off the Cuff uh, and that he had played with them a few times. And so I knew that when I came down here, I was going to seek those guys out and try to be involved in some way. And so now when you said you got involved in high school, was that that was here or no, you grew up somewhere else? Salt Lake. Uh, Well, Murray. Murray, yeah. Yeah, I went to Murray High School. Uh Yeah. And then did you come to school here? Mm -hmm. So there's a big SUU connection, Southern Utah University off the cuff. There's a big link there. Yeah, really. Everybody in off the cuff uh, right now, except for one of our members, Nate, uh, are alumni of SUU. That's amazing. I mean, what an incredible uh, feather in our cap and how fun to celebrate that, that connection and have you guys back on campus. Yeah, uh, it. I mean, off the cuff technically started while uh, the founders were still in school at right. SUU, um, as a way for them to have more opportunities to perform improv. And they started out by just wanting to do it for like a semester. Uh, you know, they were they were pretty 
they didn't have any expectations about it. They were just like, yeah, what if we did a show for yeah. fun and see what happens? Uh, and then 15 years later, it's still going. So Yeah, and so now the group consists – tell me a little bit about the makeup. The group consists of how many players – so we have a uh, a core management team, uh, which is myself, Wendy, and TJ Penrod, who are two of the founding members, mm-hmm. uh, Leah Wergler, and then uh, Nate, who mm-hmm. I just mentioned, Nate Mackley, who might be joining us today if he doesn't think that the studio is still in the central. <laughs> Maybe um, he's listening. Yeah. Nate, come to the student center. <laughs> that was my subtle way of hinting if he was listening to be like, hey, it's not there. Uh, <laughs> And then beyond that, so uh, Leah is our technical and sound person during the show, runs right. lights and sound, and then the rest of us are performers. Uh, then we have a, a regular performer, Dave Armour, who is also one of the founders. He plays every Friday as well. Mm-hmm. And then we have a rotating cast of uh, a, a number of different people who are guest players who ah. we invite to play uh, either – with us in the show regularly or to fill in if somebody can't be there for the show. Um, and that's, that's why the 15 year anniversary was so cool is because essentially we invite back everybody who's ever been asked to play with off the cuff over its 15 years, uh, guest players, core members, management, all of that. Uh, and this year we got over about, about 50 people that's uh, coming back to perform. So it's kind of like a family reunion. That's awesome. Yeah. And tell me about the 15th anniversary. Was It was a two-day event. Is that how it worked? Yeah. So uh, when we did our 10-year anniversary, we realized that at that point we had in, we'd had so many people come through off the cuff that it was getting to the point that there was no way we could fit it on one. If we were to fit it on a one night, it would probably be like five hours long because we would have like – 60 people on stage and we're like well everybody's got to play once at exactly least. that would be crazy can you imagine yeah. <laughs> everybody gets one sentence <laughs> yeah everybody gets to play one game and then sit there for six hours uh no uh but so we we split that into two nights on our 10-year anniversary and we realized that the 15 year was probably going to be the same situation yeah because uh obviously everybody that we've played with have lives now a lot of them have families mm-hmm. Uh, lots of commitments. So many of them can't come to our yearly birthdays uh, because we do have a birthday celebration every year. Oh, you year. do? Uh, yeah. But the 10 and the 5s are the the big ones, yeah. right, that everybody wants to come and uh, support. So we knew that the 10 and the 15 are, and then the 20 in the future will be yeah. insane. And so – yeah, we split it over Friday and Saturday, three-hour-long shows each. Wow. How do you structure – I mean, I want to ask you about the regular weekly shows, but yeah. while we're on the anniversary, how do you structure a show like that? I mean, do you sit around at a table and kind of say, okay, we know 20 games, we're uh-huh. going to do these three here, here. How does how does the planning work? So for our birthday shows, uh, Wendy Penrod um, is kind of the mastermind behind – Figuring out the numbers situation. Uh-huh. Uh, so because up until the day of, we've got people who are like confirming or canceling, being <laughs> like, hey, remember how I said like three months ago I was going to come to that show? Yeah, I'm not coming now. <laughs> Sorry that it's tonight. Um, and so we often it has to be changing constantly. But Wendy's kind of been the one who's like just so great at it. Yeah. Uh, and so she plans out like what 
type of game is being played. Uh, and by that, I mean like how many players. So we identify games by four-player games, three-player games, two-player games, all-player games, that kind of thing. I see. And so she'll she'll do the math to figure out, okay, so in the first half we'll have a four, a two, a three, a three, a three, a two, a four, right? Wow. Um, and we, we, what we do, which is different than our regular shows, is that we'll put all of the games that we have in our repertoire uh, into a cup. And then all of the names of the players into a cup, and we just pick it completely randomly. Oh, completely random yeah, for birthday so shows. We'll, we'll just pick the four people who are going to be in the game. Some of them have probably maybe never even played with each other before. They just wow. met that day. Uh, and then we'll just pick a game and be like, all right, cool. So now we're doing uh, Oscar-winning moments, I guess. Sweet. And is that more nerve-wracking or less nerve-wracking? I mean, there must it must be in a way easier if you don't know anything. It's kind of like whatever. But then yeah. again, you might end up with somebody that's harder to play off of. Well, we uh, that's how we used uh, – funny, we used to run our show like that weekly where we would just pick games randomly and pick who's playing the games randomly it, on a smaller scale, obviously. Right. Um, so we've gotten to the point where we're not super worried about it during – the regular show because we've got enough mixture of people who have played with us who then went on to continue doing improv in other places and other people who like stopped doing improv. Mm. So there's a, a an average to good chance that we will at least have a couple of people in the games that are good at or still practice improv regularly. And so uh, we have faith that they'll, they're able to uh, help each other out to come through yeah yeah so it's a team activity and the yeah that's i know i the team part of it is so like intriguing to me how all the personalities meld and everything like that i want to ask you about that too but back just briefly back to the birthday thing so it was two nights and Mm -hmm. as i understand it, it was completely sold out yes we had packed houses both nights there was standing room only Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so great. And then have you already started planning for the 20 year? Oh geez. Uh, <laughs> it was only last week. So. Yeah, I was I'm like, well, let's let's plan for the 16th year first. <laughs> right. Let's take it one day at a time. <laughs> but yeah, we we it's definitely on our on our radar for sure. Well, cool. I'd love to talk a little bit about about the Friday show because um, one of the things we really want to make sure to point out is is to really promote that that you are you guys are on every Friday. Yeah, we uh, we there are only uh, a couple of times in the year that we don't have shows um, consistently, which is December. We'll usually take at least two weeks off for right. the Christmas holiday and the New Year. Yeah. Uh, mostly just because we understand that nobody's here in town anyway. Yeah, everybody's traveling. Um, and then we sometimes will take a week or two off in May during the, like, transition between – Spring School and, and summer, summer, yeah. Because <laughs> it's usually our slowest time of year. Interesting. And that's, and that's a time that we'll um, do like renovations on our theater or repairs, maintenance, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and and it's just the break between the college crowd leaving and the sh- 
festival crowd coming. Right. So. Okay. It's interesting to me that that would be, I'm always curious with different, different people's um, careers and jobs and organizations, when are hot times of the year and when are slow times? And I wouldn't have expected that, but it makes complete sense, particularly in Cedar City, because we do have that, yeah. that changeover between the academic population. And then we have a huge festival population coming in for our Shakespeare show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So our, our, our big time of the year is definitely during the school year. Uh-huh. The fall is usually our 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 best time of the year, uh, followed probably by the spring, and then our summer is usually the slowest season because while we do have the festival crowd, uh, let's just say some of them are aged <laughs> to the point where a 10 p.m. show is a little bit late for them right, to like come right. and hang out. I mean, I'm 33 years old, and I'm to the point where I'm like, "Hey guys, why do we still do this at 10 p.m.?" <laughs> start at seven so tell uh, me the show starts at 10 10 p.m yeah doors usually open at 9 30 at mm-hmm. our theater uh, and, and the seating is first come first serve yes so uh-huh. it, people can come at 9 30 if they want to like really choose their spot yeah a lot of people like to come to the theater because they've you know identified the seat that they like to sit in or oh um there's two types of seats the uh the ones that people like to sit in the most are the comfy theater style seats that are you know cushioned and like you find in a movie theater and then there are some in the front uh which a lot of people like to sit in as well because they're closer to the stage which are just regular kinds of chairs and about how many do you see uh, on an average day, we can seat about 100 people in just our regular theater. Oh, that many. But for uh, our birthday show and other big events, uh, we have a, a temporary wall that we take down. So there's a wall that separates the audience from, like, the path to the bathroom. Right. Uh, so that nobody has to feel, like, super self-conscious about, <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm going to the bathroom. You can see me. Um and instead, we take that wall down and we set up more chairs. And at that point, we can set we can usually fit around 150 to 180. No kidding. 200 if we really cram them in there. I didn't yeah. know that it was that that it sat that many. That's fantastic. Yeah, we've uh, we've played Tetris a lot to figure out the best format and way to get people in there. So, yeah. Right. And the show costs seven dollars. Seven. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that's a steal. That's less than a movie these yeah. days. <laughs> um, and we also, while you're at our show, we have what, what used to be called Tweet for Seats, but then we expanded it out to other social media. So for some reason, we started calling it Wendy's Social Media Extravaganza. <laughs> and if she were here, she would hurry and run up to the microphone and shout that at us but because uh, she'll do it at the show. But um, where during the show, if you want, uh, we we encourage you to be on your social media on your phones as long as it's on silent and to like tweet or post uh, funny quotes or things that you think you want to comment on or take pictures and then tag us in it. Uh, and then at the end of the show, we go through all of them and then we reward people who gave us the best ones. A free show next week. Oh my gosh, what a great idea. So if you don't want to pay $7 every single week, you should just come and tweet a bunch. And you'll probably get another free show. That's so cool. We've, we've had people who have just, they were the only ones tweeting ever. So they, 
I don't think they paid for a show for like two months. Because oh they my just gosh! Kept winning over and over again. That's a great idea. And then then you just tag. I mean, it's just a, either a tag or a hashtag or whatever. Yeah. It, so if it was Twitter or Instagram, you would just do the at sign OTC C O M E D Y. Um, because for some reason that shows up better than if we use hashtags. I don't know why. Hashtag OTC comedy doesn't show up as readily for oh, us than as just the at sign because that's actually tagging the account. Okay. Uh, and then on Facebook, it's just off the cuff comedy improvisation. It's the whole, it's a page that okay. it would, should come <laughs> up if you're, uh, if you like, if you're already a fan of the page, if you're not a fan of the page, go to Facebook and off the cuff comedy improvisation in Cedar City. So there might be other off the cuffs that come up, but it's Cedar the only City. one that's in Cedar City. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like the page and then it'll pop up when you. Type stuff, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And the website, again, is OTC Comedy. So there are two Cs there, right? Yes, OTC Comedy. dot com. Perfect. And you can check all that out. Well, we're going to come back and talk about what improv actually is um, for anybody who's curious and may not have been to a show. Um, but in the meantime, as always, I have a song for you. And this first song is called About You. And the band is called G Flip. So this is the Apex Hour KSUU Thunder 91.1. Another part of me Hitting back, slapping the face Yeah, you were the key Yeah, I knew I'd see This other part of me Beating my chest, painting my breast Yeah, you were the key And you know You know that you were right You know You know I hate to fight You know You know I can't believe
All right. Well, welcome back to the Apex Hour. Um, we are growing in number here in the studio, KSU Youth under 91.1. My name is Lynn Vartan, and we are talking all things improv comedy with two of the members now of Off the Cuff. We're going to welcome back Rev and say hi to Nate. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's we've, going great. We've multiplied. That's right. We're <laughs> Watch like, out, world. We're like uh, uh, Tribbles. Is that, yes, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You from know, Star Trek, rabbits or okay. cockroaches or well, gremlins. I wasn't going to imply yeah, that well. there was any kind of mating happening. I was just <laughs> going to say that we were multiplying. I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how they multiply. What tribbles? Anything you don't know? Okay. Yep. How do you have three kids? It's a mystery. Okay. Well, it's multiplying yeah. in a way. <laughs> I just woke up and they were yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, now that I've got two of you, I could just probably let you riff for the rest of the hour. <laughs> and we'll get nothing done. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here to talk in this break about what improv is. And I mean, I think everybody knows what improvisation is, but what is improv comedy to you? How do you define it when people ask you like, hey, what about this thing that you do? Um. Well, uh, so, I mean, that's... That's kind of hard to define, but usually I give like an example. Like, yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people will will say, "Whose line is it anyway?" The show, right? That's um, the most common thing that people have heard of when it comes to improv comedy. Honestly, we're trying to move away from yeah, yeah. saying it because it does give an impression about uh, what improv is supposed to be. Whereas improv is much broader than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Is actually one type of improv there's two schools of improv called okay. short form improv and long form improv oh i didn't even know that yes That's cool. uh what you saw today what we did today is short form improv okay. like whose line is it anyway yeah, there's with. a specific structure sometimes like a built-in gimmick if you will we play games oh, right okay. the shorter kind of games and things and then long form is what you'll see a lot in like los angeles and chicago and we do it occasionally as well, which is more of a theatrical style uh, with less assigned gimmicks and more discovery during scene work. And it goes for much longer. Like the scenes will be uh, – there won't be breaks in between scenes. They'll just kind of move into new things. And it can go for anywhere from 30 minutes to – I've seen a show go for two hours one time. So. Wow. I'm much less familiar with that form. Most people are. Yeah. yeah. How do you, uh, you know, because I know in the short form you're getting, you know, feedback from the um, or mm-hmm, or cues mm-hmm. from the audience or yeah. how does it work in long form? Do you? Uh, some will revisit the audience. It just depends on the structure. Um, like there's a form called uh, the Armando Diaz where whoever's doing, uh, they do monologues. So they always introduce themselves as Armando Diaz, the Armando. And they'll do a monologue and then we will do scenes based on that monologue and then we'll come back and do a monologue kind of inspired by the scene so it's kind of a back and forth it's like a conversation between a monologist and the improvisers essentially oh that sounds really fun um but audiences still react in pretty much the same way uh you will find occasionally that like long form can sometimes be more like audiences that are super engaged and interested in what's going on and not necessarily as laugh out loud funny right it just depends uh but i've also seen long form shows that are funnier than any short form show i've ever seen and people were rolling in the aisles and you know wetting themselves well and the structure of um long form can get away from like necessarily being a comedy show right quote, quote we um 
a good friend of ours, Nick Armstrong, has a group called Kind Strangers that does genre prob. Yeah, they do uh, a complete, improvised Tennessee Williams. An improvised Tennessee Williams. Wow. There's improvised yeah. Shakespeare groups. We're, we're part of one. There's improvised rock operas. I mean, there's a wait, lot. Wait, of- wait, wait, wait. Improvised Shakespeare. So how does that work? Do you speak in your, I mean, you're yep. speaking there's in English. There's a couple of different ways to accomplish sounding Shakespearean, if you will. There's actually but- a really easy cheat to uh, sounding Shakespearean, and that's basically taking any phrase. Uh-huh. That you would normally say and making it and just saying the same thing, but as elaborate and long as explaining possible. everything in the sentence. So if it's like my dog, uh, I took my dog to the park, it would be like, I ventured forth upon the streets <laughs> with my ground beast of fur and brownness to the field of public transport yeah yes. <laughs> that's fantastic like that. I and love it's it. the cheap way of being like this is shakespeare now and um, then rock opera was that another one i uh-huh. heard yeah, we know groups that do improvised oh, musicals entire and rock improvised musicals and... yeah. how does that work well there's a there's a show in los angeles uh called opening night the musical uh and their whole their whole thing is that they get the title of a play or a musical that hasn't been made from the audience and that this is the both opening and closing night of that performance. Uh, and they have a pianist who is able – because, you know, musicians, uh, improv is very close to, like, music as yeah, well. So right. we're versed in, in a lot of, like, music styles and he'll play yeah. it. And yeah. The, the singers obviously are talented singers and understand music and working with each other. So they just – And they've played make so long together. There's wow. even pseudo chor- yeah, choreography. Yeah, they'll do choreography in the back. Oh, my gosh. They're just like, oh, this is that kind of number. They All just right. understand how each other work and like the structure of music and musicals. And so, I mean, like improv, really, when when I mean, coming back to the question, uh, is to me improv. I mean, it's it's playing pretend on stage and being real and honest mm-hmm. with other people on stage for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, uh, and. Just seeing yeah, just reacting it's discovery yeah. is what it discovery. is. Yeah. yeah, if you do it right, it's a lot of discovery. So. A lot of people also, you know, assume that improv is supposed to be uh, funny because you commonly hear the word improv comedy. Right. They're attached to each other. Uh, we actually have a friend who said uh, the worst thing that ever happened to improv was somebody put the word comedy after it. Ah. Um, only because... While it does lend itself to being funny a lot of the time because mm-hmm. we're not planning anything and mm-hmm. silly things happen, mm-hmm. uh, some of the best improv I've ever seen was dramatic improv mm. where they were very real uh, and they're, like the audience was crying. Yeah, just allow yourself uh, to get to a very real and vulnerable place. Because you still approach it the same way. It's just being honest and in the moment with your partner on stage. And That's amazing. Yeah. I have two questions. One, do you have a preference, either of you, long form, short form, or do you enjoy them both the I same? I enjoy them both. They both have merits. That- yeah, I I view them kind of like uh, they're kind of like two genres, right? It's like I like science fiction movies, and I also like rom coms. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but and I also like uh, action movies, right, yeah. or whatever. And while they may not be the same thing, I can enjoy mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fulfilling in different ways. So. Yeah, short form can be a lot of fun just because it's so zany and uh, kind of madcap. Yeah, uh, and you're kind of forced to do some things you probably would never naturally do <laughs> on your own, like if you're playing a game of accents and somebody tells you to now speak in an accent 
a Hungarian accent, you're like, well, <laughs> I would never have thought to do this in a scene, but I'm doing it now. Here we go. <laughs> sure hope this is kind of close. <laughs> well, and then my other question uh, is – in your Friday regular Friday shows, do they ever venture into the dramatic, or do you stick pretty hardcore comedy? It has happened, but usually it's it's predominantly comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hasn't happened during our regular show for a while. It'll happen during like our Red Rocks Improv Festival, right? Uh, where groups will come in, or we will have during one of our scenes something like that will happen. But yeah, our our Friday night show is generally uh, funny all the time just because uh again uh short form kind of lends itself more more than long to form comedy. to being stuck in the comedy realm right. only because of like cool yeah, how but it i is. think of um, i'm forcing you to i'm forcing you to now be a chair in a scene or something right, like that right. that's obviously not going to be super conducive to being dramatic right right but there was a group that came to our festival this last year called uh, Debbie Downer Mm-hmm. And the oh, focus, wow. the the two guys that founded it, both had lost parents within that same year, oh. and so they use improv as kind of a form of catharsis. To not within that same year, but in a yeah when they recently. first when they yeah, first yeah. Formed, formed it yeah. And so they uh, used. Um, I mean, there were there was funny scenes, but it was also them kind of like addressing that. And then this year they. Had Wendy, they invited Wendy Penrod to perform, in which she talked a lot about like her pregnancy difficulties that she's having, and it was just wow. really. I mean, there was funny stuff, but there was also very, very beautiful, real yeah. heartfelt moments. So. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you more about the festival and your classes um, a little bit later. Um, one other thing on, on, which I'm sure you get asked all the time, is about preparation mm-hmm. um, and rehearsing for improv. And yeah. and so I know it's kind of a standard question, but I'm sure ev- there are people that are curious about it. So it's improvisation. How do you prepare? So we liken it to a sports team. Okay. So... You, a sports team runs drills and they practice, but they can never know exactly what's going to happen in the game. But that doesn't mean they don't practice, right? Mm -hmm. They'll still run drills. They'll run plays if it's a football team or something like that. Um, And, uh, you know, figure out the motion so that they're getting used to it. It's like that in improv as well. So obviously we don't know what the show is going to be. Mm -hmm. That would take us a lot of work for us to plant people in the audience and write scripts out every single week. Uh, (laughs) Right. Some people so, believe it. Happens, some people but... thought we did that, and I was like, "Wow, they're giving us way too yeah. much credit." Really? Um, people rehe- actually yeah. asked that. They thought yeah. every week we wrote and rehearsed and memorized a two-hour show. Oh my like, gosh! Because I don't know why he thought that was easier. Who's, but like, who's got that kind of time? Um, you just yeah. become familiar with each other, like styles, I guess, and yeah. like the, the yeah. moves they were going to make, and like their structures. That so, you learned kind of thing and like uh-huh. what works best, what doesn't work good. Yeah. So. so we'll just like, we'll just do scenes with each other or we'll practice some of the games, that sort of thing and, and see how it goes and then talk about it afterwards and be like, Hey, I think this choice is what mm-hmm. led us down to this weird area that made it hard. So yeah, it'd be like, I, I what, what, don't understand what you're trying to do with that move. Yeah. So yeah. you can be uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. weren't, you weren't very clear with I, that move. And so I took it this direction and I could tell that that threw you off slightly. So, but knowing yeah. the people you improvise with well, like that helps a lot because you know what kind of like characters and styles and, yeah. you know. So. And so is it a regular time that you get together like yeah, we have in a the space? rehearsal that we get together mm. and work on in it. Your, yeah. In your venue. Yeah. And then is it um, is it kind of serious? Like, okay, we're rehearsing or is it more just we're getting together and getting to know each other? Uh, it depends it, on the week. Both. I mean, most of us have been performing with each other now this for, one for years. Well, yeah, for me, it, it literally has been 14 years yeah, with all of you yeah. guys. So, mm-hmm. um, 
But a lot of troops that are forming will actually, um, apart from the rehearsal, they'll have like mandated hangout times so they can get to know each other. Really? Because that's an yeah. important part of it. Ah. And, so. and, uh, and, you know, there's also people who coach in improv. So like a team will have a coach sometimes that will uh, just be there to give them feedback mm-hmm. and like. Oh, cool. And kind of, instru- you know, help them develop what they're doing on stage. Uh, and do you guys use a coach at all? We have coaches uh, that are in L.A. Like so they, they'll come in and they we will do workshops with them and stuff like that because we're always trying to add new like tricks and tools to yeah. our craft and stuff like that. So. Other than that, we also uh, kind of rotate as people who will kind of just sit out and watch everybody else. Oh, cool. Right. Give some feedback as well. Like I said, most of us have at this point of the, the core group of off the cuff have been playing with each other and known each other for years. Well, that was so. another question I had. Um, it seemed in today's performance, I mean, I've seen several of you before and then maybe a couple of new faces. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you break in a new member? Uh, so it's I like mean, a hazing ritual. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we strip them naked and then we <laughs> cover them with tar, and then we throw pillows. At them. No. Um, so uh, this kind of goes to our classes, which I know mm-hmm. we're going to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later. But um, all of our players that we've kind of come to uh, have been people who have participated in our classes or workshops mm-hmm. at some point or another. Uh, because what we look for before we put somebody on stage is just, uh, we like to see how they play with other people. Uh Um, and so if, if people ask us, how can I, how can I get to be a part of, uh, performing on stage with off the cuff? That's, that's the easiest. Yeah. Come to the classes and then we see where you are from there. Right. All right. So aspiring improv comedy people out there, that's how you heard it there. That's how to get involved. Uh, and I mean, here's the thing also, and again, this kind of goes to our classes, even if you don't want to, uh, do improv, that's totally fine. I totally get that. It terrifies a lot of people. It it can be a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but as Wendy said earlier today, um, I do believe that anybody can do improv and be good at it. But if you don't want to do any of that, you're the kind of person who's like, I'm not a performer. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to go into that world because it's very lucrative. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> but, um, is improv I've found just in general is really helpful for everyday life. Yeah, it's uh, the, the core rules, which we talked a little bit at the show earlier yeah. was super beneficial for you as a person. If you really embrace and yeah, implement it, them, it, it makes people, honestly, it just makes people better. Um, in in general like some of the greatest people i know are all just improvisers and that's not just on stage that's off stage as well yeah because they have uh learned and adapted mm-hmm. and uh taken in these tenets of yeah, they're always just, saying they're positive yes and, being, and they're open well, not, and loving yeah. and yeah. yeah always saying yes or being like uh you know Accepting and adding on to it, adding on to what's going on, committing fully to it, leaving ego at the door because judgment is the biggest killer of improv. Yeah, be judging yourself or judging other like improvisers, and And then respect in general. Right. Well, that's a perfect because when we when we get back, I want to talk about the classes and the festival and get back to those four rules that I'm so fascinated about, which you kind of alluded to. Um, But now it's time for another song. Um, This song is is called Bite the Hand um, by Julian Baker. And once again, this is KSUU Thunder 91.1. You're too far away. I can't see you. The light is in my 
Welcome back. Uh, this is KSUU Thunder 91.1, uh, the Apex Hour, and we're in the studio with members of Off the Cuff Comedy Improvisation Group based right here in Cedar City. We've been talking about um, their shows, and we're going to get into some of the other things that they do, but their website is OTC, and then comedy, all one word, uh, .com, and you can check it out. And they have regular shows on Friday evenings at 10 p.m., a great, great day date night thing to do yeah Uh, (laughs) it seems like that seems to be a very popular thing i mean that's awesome see guys guys walking in with girls (laughs) girls walking in with girls guys walking in with guys all sorts of things people are definitely walking in people are definitely walking in (laughs) that much sometimes in pairs (laughs) well one of the things i'd love to get into is some of the other things in addition to the weekly shows um which i didn't know a lot about what you do but you guys offer a ton of classes Mm -hmm. we yeah we right now we've been doing uh we've been doing a class every 
So we'll do a class, a five-week class, then we'll take like two weeks break, and then we'll do another five-week class. Um, okay, so they're five-week mm-hmm. commitments. Yes. Uh, just one day of the week, though. It's right? only Wednesdays from five to seven. So Oh, it's, it's not, always Wednesdays. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's not like a huge, oh, man, five weeks, and you have to be there every single day no, for that's, four hours at a time. No. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a perfect time. It's like just yeah. a nice, you know, little block in there. Five weeks is, is like a really nice kind of length, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And it ends with, uh, so they have five weeks of the class, and then on the Friday following the last class, they get to do a show, a showcase show. Oh. Uh, before our show on Friday. So they'll have their show at like 7 o'clock. In our theater, completely free for anybody to come and watch. They're encouraged to invite all of their family to of come course, and everything, yeah. and they get to show off what they've learned. And about how, wh- about what are the sizes of the classes? Uh, we try to cap it off at around 12 ish. A dozen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. We've gone a little over that before if, if there's a whole lot of interest. It's just tough to go too far beyond that because then not everybody gets a lot of time to actually. Mm-hmm play uh, in the class do the exercises and you're really getting into some great um, uh, person uh, let's see emotional building personality building you know you're getting into some deep things and I'd love to ask you some about it Mm -hmm. we mentioned a little bit the confidence building class that's Mm -hmm. the one coming up January 30th yep Mm -hmm. this so a week from yesterday so this Wednesday will be the first uh, of the first week of the confidence building class being taught by one of the founders, TJ Penrod. Ah. Um, and yeah, the class focuses completely on finding where you can be comfortable uh, on stage, uh, how to kind of break out of your shell a mm-hmm. little bit and uh, figure out what your voice is in improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of just, you know, dip your toes into the, the world of improv. And it sounds like it could even be a great class. I mean, even if somebody's not like, whoa, I really want to get into performing, but just kind of want to get more comfortable sort mm-hmm. of in your own skin, being out there, conversing, mm-hmm. talking, improvising, like you were saying we do in daily life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seems like it could be a really great thing for that well, as and well. A big aspect of improv uh, that I really like is there's a saying that you are enough, right? Everyone is uniquely uh, and infinitely unique and right. Nobody has their life experiences and their views. So that makes who they are and what they have to say interesting because there's no other version of that. Yeah, I we, love it. So. We want to hear your voice because nobody else will ever be able to do your voice. So if you don't share it with us, we're never going to get to so, that. Yeah, we just try to help people find the courage to do that on stage. And I could imagine that maybe some parents are listening and maybe they have a teenager who know is just sort of feeling out their way and mm-hmm. that this it, would it be something that would be appropriate for teenagers high school students yeah, How, i would oh, think so oh yeah we actually have uh we have a, a kid who's been coming to all of our classes since we started doing them who um i i'm not entirely sure what his age is now but i know that when he started he was only like 12 yeah. i think wow. um we've taught all the way down to elementary school kids now that's a specialized kind of workshop, yeah. obviously. But we we can usually handle middle school through mm-hmm. high school in our regular classes. Great. Um, but I think, yeah, it would be beneficial. Like, I know in high school, I was cripplingly shy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, so... I can't believe that. You're oh, so, you, like, I'm, you're so so yeah, outgoing. I was, and I have very, very, like, low self-esteem. So I really think if I'm I would have had some of these things, I think I would have been... I'm uh, still an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. So. I... 
It just sounds a like time. a great a great thing for 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 everyone, but for young people in particular, you mm-hmm. know, who might be dealing yeah. with either confidence or shyness, mm-hmm. you know, to get out there. Even if you want to like become a better like public speaker, yeah, it can be uh, beneficial. If you want to do better at like presentations in class, yeah. If you want to just be better at like job interviews and things, uh, all of those areas I've mar- I've noticed marked improvement for myself, mm-hmm. if not other people as well. Just being comfortable you know, in your areas. own skin, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So that's the confidence building one. And again, that's going to start next week. Is there still space available? There is. Yes. Uh, So if you want to register for that class or are interested, uh, go to our website, www.otccomedy.com. Go down to the classes section. You'll see where you can click to register for the class. It is $50 for the five-week course plus a show. That's a great price. And you and also get into shows free. So while you're in the class, you get into all of our shows for free. Fantastic. Watching improv really helps you learn improv. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, and then uh, if you have any questions, like, for instance, you want to join, but you can't drop $50 immediately mm-hmm. uh, because I know that college students, for instance, I know super rich. I'm not even in college anymore, and I'm still like, oh, $50 in one go uh, is tough for me. Yeah. So we do offer payment plans. If you just talk to us, we will set something up for you. You could pay like uh, $10 a week if you want to. And by the time you're done, cool. that's the 50. You yeah. can pay half up front, half later. Yeah. Um, you We've can also some work study things where you can. Yeah. If you would like do to do volunteer hours. Ask us questions about possibly interning ah, uh, with okay. Off the Cuff because we offer those as well. Um, you can email info at otccomedy.com uh, and just introduce yourself and what you're looking for. And we would, we'll get back to you uh, almost immediately. Well, I mean, when we can. I can't say immediately, but we're usually really fast at getting back to people. And that's great. So you have some intern possibilities available as well, it sounds like. Yeah. So essentially what they would do is in, in exchange for taking the classes, they would just work at our shows. They would run concessions or run tickets, that sort of thing. Perfect. Yeah. And so the confidence building one, you have a, like an improv 101 and games. Um, mm-hmm. You also have classes on relationships emotion and point of view can you talk about those a little bit okay so uh here's the thing improv there are so many schools of thought as to Mm -hmm. the the best way to do improv yeah um there are some people who are very sure of their way and say that it is the right way to do improv uh and then there are there's a more recent trend in improv so that's kind of the older uh older improvisers from the 80s who have who kind of are like yeah there's certain schools that teach a very specific structure be it character based okay. or like scene based and or teach it as the the end all be all of how you're supposed to do it but in uh in, since 2000 and up essentially there's been this big movement of everybody just deciding, you know what? There's not one right way to do this, and everybody should kind of figure that out for themselves. Yeah, just finding uh-huh. the best way f- for you. Yeah, right? taking classes, picking and choosing the things that you like from that class that work well for you, and then being like, "Oh, this other stuff is cool, but yeah, I'm not going to use it." Just throwing it away. Yeah. Um, and so, our th- our theory at Off the Cuff, the thing that we like to focus on is relationships in uh, scenes and. In addition to that, though, there's a lot of other elements that can go into it. And so we like to teach a lot of the different elements uh, that can make your scene work more rich and more uh, intricate Mm -hmm. and then um, allow for a greater chance of success. And so we have classes like emotions because emotions, 
is kind of what I like to call the cheat card of improv, <laughs> which is if you don't know what you're doing in a scene, make a strong emotional choice yeah. about what just happened uh-huh. and see where that takes you. Right. Because it can help Have you. a feeling about something. Right, so, right. Or a feeling about someone. Mm-hmm. Right. A, because that also adds relationships in there. Point of view is like, okay, uh, so am I a higher status or am I a lower status? Oh. How... How do our characters relate to each other if we're starting this scene and you're all the way on the other side mm-hmm. of the stage and I'm right here? Why are we like that? A couple on a date that are like five feet apart says a lot about how they feel each other. Right. Or feel about each other than like people who are like a foot apart from each mm-hmm. other. Just I never thought like that. of that yeah. in relation to to the scenes. That's well, really cool. There, I mean, there's there's so many things like the temperature of the room, sounds in the room, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there was this one show where there was a cricket that was trapped in the door, wouldn't shut up. That affects like everyone hears that and they're aware of that, right? Yeah. We saw a show in LA that uh, it was at a theater that at a nightclub had just opened up next door. And so, so loud. they were trying to deal with it because the music was so loud oh. that it was hard to hear the shows. And these two guys uh, who are amazing improvisers, their team is called Ranger Danger and the Danger Ranger. Um, <laughs> they did. They made the best move possible, which was they decided to be bouncers at a nightclub for the entire show, essentially. Oh, that's awesome. And so they just had to be like. So what are you doing this weekend? Just shouting over the music and stuff. But yeah, like your environment. Yeah, those things all factor in. Yeah. So. Um, and I mean, you know, as much as we don't like talking about it as much, but politics can come into play as well. And right. one of the fun things to do is you either play what your politics are or what's even more fun is playing the opposite of what your politics right. are because then you got satire. Right, and right. Good times. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then uh, you have an annual festival that yes. you host here. Yes, we do. Tell us about that. So that happens uh, in September every year. It's usually around the 20th of September. I could actually probably get the actual date right now. Hold on one second. And the name of it is? The, the Red Rocks Improv Festival. Red Rocks yep. Improv this, uh, Festival. Which coming you up have is our 10 year. 10 years. Yep. And you have a tab on your website for mm-hmm. it. So you can yes. find out more about that. Uh, I think this year's is going to be the 19th through the 21st okay. of September. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's it's 10 years running. We have groups. We've had people come through our festival from L.A., San Diego, Chicago, yeah, Alaska, New York, yeah, Phoenix, Tucson, Pocatello, uh, Salt Lake. Yeah, all over. Uh, wow. Florida, we just open up submissions and people Boston. submit and they bring teams. And- oh, that I was curious about that. So that's how it happens. You open up submissions and people can can apply mm-hmm. to yes. come. There's a website called the Improv Network, um, oh. which is where all of us improvisers go to link together mm-hmm. and also to submit to festivals and put our stuff out there. The Improv Network. Yeah. And then do you guys sit in a room and adjudicate who gets to come? How does that work? Yeah. So uh, what it used to be is that that was the case where we would uh, – it was usually – Myself, TJ, and Wendy, who would sit and be the uh, adjudicators and pick and choose. Now we kind of pick and choose uh, ones that we for sure want just based on knowing the people who submitted. And then we send all the rest of them to an outside committee of uh, oh. unbiased people. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll watch and rate them. And then... and then they'll rate them and send back what they thought, and then we'll pick from that. Oh, cool. Um, so and that... the festival's a few days, and is it evening performances or mm-hmm. all day long? It's or... evening performances, usually starting at 8 o'clock, okay. going all the way through midnight on each of the nights. 
Thursday's sometimes shorter just because mm-hmm. not as many people can come right. on a Thursday. But right. um, but yeah, and it's usually it's seven dollars each night for the entire night. Wow, that's if a you, steal. If you only want to stay for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. that's totally fine because you're going to see a lot of really great improv in that short time. If you want to go in for the long haul, you can absolutely stay from eight until midnight. Wow, uh, and you can be as exhausted as everybody else is. And it's a lot of fun. And what and a then, great um, way to see improv from other places. Oh, yeah. Too. All oh, yeah. sorts and different styles and different, you know. We had puppet improv one year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, where they would do a mixture of sometimes they would have puppets and sometimes one of them would have a puppet and the other was just a regular person and they just improv. Yeah, the she, one of them was an actual puppeteer that's on Sesame Street yeah, right she, now. Oh, so, my gosh. So uh, she does one of the new puppets on uh, Sesame Street. Um, oh, that's amazing. And then uh, we've had. Like we've had the genre prov, we've had. There's an imp- this last year we had an improvised Harry Potter. Like yeah, they we do. Had a- they're all. <laughs> there's there was a group that came for a few years that would do improvised Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Like there's oh all sorts. Oh my gosh, yeah. how interesting! And then during the day we do have usually some workshops that happen. Like te- people come down and teach different forms and stuff oh, like that. Oh, cool! Yeah. And this is going to be the tenth year. So this festival has mm-hmm. been going on for ten years. Yep. Yeah. And again, if people want to check out more about it, they can look on the website. We want to make sure to plug that again. It's otccomedy.com. And you can find out about the regular Friday night shows. You can find out about the classes. uh, And you can find out about the festival. And you can buy tickets in advance if you want to. (laughs) That's perfect. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. Cool. Well, I have one um, one other question. Well, one, I want, you know, I love these four rules. I think I've asked them like three mm-hmm. times today. So you, there are four rules of improv. And actually, I think they're four rules of life in a way. Yeah. And what are those rules? Uh, and I mean, there's other stuff beyond it, but usually there's kind of guidelines. This, this is our yeah. philosophy. This mm-hmm. is off the cuffs philosophy, um, which is uh, always yes and. You will hear that in almost any improv group. Right. Yes, and is a big rule. Keeps mm-hmm. things going. It yeah. makes things Instead go to the next like, thing. Yeah. Uh, you have a chicken on your head. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everything. Right? It just yeah. It's just about acceptance and adding on to it. Yeah. Right? So it's not necessarily saying absolutely yes to everything, but it's about accepting what has been said. Right. And then building mm-hmm. on it. Beautiful in life as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a tennis match. You can't play unless the person's hitting it back to you. And right. I mean, so. you automatically win if nobody hits it back to you. Yeah, well, you That's know. Boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so always yes and. Mm-hmm. Commit fully. So commit fully. anything you're going to do, do it 110%. Nobody I love got, that. Nobody got to where they are. Nobody won an Academy Award and got up there and said, well, thank you. I gave it about 25%. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. No, yeah. Michael Jordan yeah. Could never it was not like, yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody at any acceptance speech was like, I really phoned that one in. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's give it your give it your best, give it the play at the top of your intelligence. Preach, right? preach. I love that. Uh, leave your ego at the door is the third one. This one feeds into all of the other ones mm-hmm. because you can't yes and and you can't commit fully if your ego is in the way. And most it. of the time when improv goes wrong, it's because of ego. It's because either you're yeah. judging other people and their choices, or more importantly and more often, you're judging, judging yourself. yourself. Right. Um, which holds you back. Yeah. And then respect is the final one. Just respect each other, respect the, the audience. The audience, respect the craft, respect like where you're at. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Respect the theater, respect. Yeah. Yep. I just love those. I feel like they could be maxims for life for everyone. Generally, uh, like if I, I, I try to apply them to my life as much as possible. I, I actually, uh, so Wendy and TJ Penrod, uh, I was the minister for their wedding. Oh. Um, when they got married, and I actually used those four as the rules of marriage. 
That's amazing. Because I mean, because it, it works. It absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, those. I th- that's fantastic. I love it. Well, I can't believe our time is almost up. I do have my favorite um, kind of last question that I ask everyone, and it's Great. it's like it's sort of one of these just fun kind of um, how you're feeling type questions. Perfect. And the question okay. is, is what's turning you on this week? And so I'll give you a second to think about it. It doesn't have to be, it could be anything. It could be mm-hmm. a movie. It could be a TV mm-hmm. show. It could be a book. It could be an album. We've had people say all of the above, but it's just a fun way for our listeners to get turned on to new things. So awesome. let me ask you, what is turning you on this week? Uh, do you got something, Rev? Because I, I mean, I do. Uh, yeah. Um, so right now, uh, because I'm teaching English class, um, I got the opportunity to read for the first time. I hadn't read it yet. Uh, I am Malala. Oh, which is a fantastic book. Okay, uh, yours um, is already author way again. Than uh, Malala. Uh, I can never pronounce her last name. Okay. Um, but uh, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, right. Okay. Many uh, well, not many years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and she was the one who was shot in the head by the Taliban. Yes, right. And survived, and mm-hmm. now lives yeah. in England, and is a big uh, proponent and fighter for women's education and women's rights in the Middle East. Right. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful novel written from her perspective. She's got such a fun way of uh, relating her experiences, and it's very natural <laughs> and. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. I wish I'd gone first because mine is so much less. Is yours going to be be the team of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, there's a few (laughs) new comic books that I'm really, I'm a huge comic book enthusiast. that's the beauty of this. I mean, you know, like if you asked me, it'd be like New York Housewives. I'm also playing Smash Brothers right now, (laughs) so that's cool. But yeah, but there's a few new comic series that I'm really digging. Okay, what are those? Uh, Young Justice and the new Guardians of the Galaxy series. Okay. Tell us who's on the new Guardians of the Galaxy team. Oh, it's it's, uh, uh, Star-Lord. Lord, right. Groot, uh, Beta Ray Bill, nice. uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Moon Dragon, and Phi Lavel. Well, nice. the names alone are, are well <laughs> worth a look. So, okay, well, thank you so much. I mean, what a joy it was to have you. I feel like we could have kept talking for more and more. You guys are so good at keeping the conversation going and letting us know all the great things that you're doing. We'll remind our audiences that the Off the Cuff uh, shows are every Friday night at 10 p.m. here in Cedar City. You can buy tickets ahead of time or you can go and tweet and hope that you maybe are part of the social media. Oh, yeah. Give social it- media experience. Extravaganza. Yeah, we, we give away a free show every week. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, and you can find out everything about the shows, the classes, and the festival on their website, which is otccomedy.com. Thanks so much, guys, for being Thank you. in the studio. Thank you. It was wonderful. Yay! Well, we'll sign off for this week. This is the Apex Hour. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder ninety one point one. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu apex. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.